Feel it coming in the air Yeah And the screams from everywhere Yeah I'm addicted to the thrill I'm ready It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Come on Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who go on this town tonight Hey, welcome to Center Sports Talk uh, Alex Planty in studio uh, 888-346-9144 Alex Clancy in studio Demery Lachey The newest addition to the Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Radio Show Is here with me on mic too uh, Kwame should be calling in at some point I know he's flying somewhere Maybe to Hawaii to play golf I'm not exactly sure Got a lot to talk about today uh, Spurs take care of business Against uh, the Thunder I think Demery you had that right? No Oops. I, I actually had Yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, no, Nobody really saw this happening Nobody <laughs> saw the Spurs just just punishing uh, uh, Oklahoma City pretty much after the first quarter. It was tied 32-all, and then San Antonio just turned it on. Not really sure. Uh, nothing really special happened in this game. You know, uh, Tim Duncan just had a Tim Duncan game. He's 37, 30, 37 years old, and he's playing like a, he's playing like a third, fourth-year player. Yeah, 22 and 12. Um, when he plays like that, the Spurs are impossible to beat. You know, because he stretches the floor. He has every move in the book. Uh, he plays defense. He passes the ball. He's smart with the basketball, and he makes his free throws. All right. So, it, go ahead. With him, like with Duncan and uh, Boris Diaw coming off the bench, like they just dominated the paint, it seemed like, on defense and offensively, even with Boris Diaw shooting uh, three-pointers last night. But, yeah, you still you got the same old Tim Duncan, like always, like usual. Um, it's amazing how he still does it. At the age of what, fifty years old, basketball yeah, right. years. So. Yeah, totally. And uh, Manu Ginobili had an awful game. Uh, game four came back nineteen and six. That's what you expect of him. Seven for nine from the field. Uh, and when he when he doesn't score, they have a, they have trouble winning. You know, they need him. He's their sixth starter, and he's so he's such an integral part of the team. And you know, when he doesn't score, obviously, it's difficult for them to win. Russell Westbrook only took twelve shots. If you look at the box score for Oklahoma City and don't look at the final result, I mean, it doesn't look that awful. You know, Russell Westbrook stayed within his means. 21-7 and seven on 12 shots. That's what you want from Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, 25-5 and five on 21 shots. That's what you want. Uh, they didn't get much from their bench, which was problematic, and that's what yielded them only 89 points. We'll talk about that a little more. Donald Sterling is no longer an owner of an NBA basketball team, which is a huge deal in the world of basketball, and it's kind of allowing everybody to kind of take a collective sigh of relief, especially all the African-American players in the league who were threatening to uh, to boycott the league next year if he was still an owner. So you have to give Adam Silver a big high five for this one, for lack of a better phrase, for saying what he was going to do and implementing it in a timely fashion. Uh, $2 billion. I mean, it, and we'll talk about this a little later too. I don't want to get too much into it right now. Uh, Daryl Washington out for the year. Suspended for the year by the Arizona Cardinals for a domestic assault, domestic violence case, aggravated assault against a woman. It's interesting that Ray Rice is still probably able to play and Darrell Washington is not. We'll talk about that a little more. And I guess maybe we'll talk some hockey, Kevin, towards the end. But back to Oklahoma City and San Antonio. What does Oklahoma City have to do at home to push this to a Game 7? And... This win by San Antonio was a scary one for Oklahoma City because it just showed 
how well-oiled of a machine San Antonio is, even this deep into the season, even with their seasoned roster, they just look like they look like robots. They look like they just do this over and over and over again, and they have. They've won four championships with the same core, and they just put uh, they put guys around them. Danny Green, who again got cut three times by San Antonio before Greg Popovich gave him another chance, and the rest is history. He has the record for most three-pointers in an NBA Finals series last year. He tears it up at home in big games. Matt Bonner came off the bench and had some points last night. He actually started last night. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, Oops. That was kind of weird. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. It it stretches the floor even more because he's a three-point shooter. To start him? Yeah. I mean, it's with Boris Diaw. He's a, and now Boris Diaw shooting threes. Boris Diaw is going back to his Phoenix Sun uh, Atlanta Hawk days yeah. where he played point. Uh, it's they have all of their big guys besides Tiago Splitter can hit shots from outside eighteen feet, which is I mean when you have the whole core that can do that, it's something pretty special. You know Boris Diaw's gained you know one hundred and twenty pounds seemingly since he was in Phoenix, so he can also <laughs> bang down low. I just don't see a weak spot in the Spurs in the Spurs offense or defense for that matter. No, there's no weakness in their offense unless their shots just don't go in, which pretty much happens on the road games. And and it has shown, and Danny Green's the best homemade shooter, I guess you could say, in the NBA because, I mean, he hit some big-time shots and some big-time moments to spread the game out even more. Because OKC, they actually made a decent run at the end of the third, beginning of the fourth quarter, and then Danny Green just put it away, and then next thing you know, the starters were out, and it was just pick up basketball after that. I think I heard 36-7 to run at one point, 34-7, something like yeah. that for San Antonio. That just blew the game open. And the biggest point of all of this, nobody played more than 33 minutes for the Spurs. So minute counting at this point of the season is huge. So even though they lost Game 4 in a blowout fashion, none of the starters played the fourth quarter. They all got rest. All these older guys got rest. And Tony Parker's had some nagging injuries throughout the playoffs. I'm not sure if... if uh, Popovich was Bill Belichicking it with putting much in the, on the injury report, even though he wasn't injured. I'm not sure, but what Oklahoma City needs to do is, and I never thought I'd say this, is rely on Russell, Russell Westbrook in Game Six. I said that. I said this series they need to rely on Russell Westbrook more. So we're even with your call from the game last night and, and that on Russell Westbrook. Yeah, he only took like, <laughs> I said, like he gave you a Westbrook game. He gave you 12 shots. He even went less Westbrook of what he's known for so taking 12 shots and still getting 21 points and making a difference even defensively when he was guarding Tony Parker I mean he was only held to 12 points throughout the whole game what three quarters I guess mm-hmm. you could say I mean Westbrook was was doing his thing and their bench they just couldn't get anything going I thought Jeremy Lamb he was going to step up last night he played awful he like, looked so scared he looked so bad he like, just looked in game four when Reggie Jackson went out I think it was game four he looked so scared when he was on the court. He just wasn't. <laughs> Scott Brooks pulled him over and said, listen, you're fine. Play basketball. You know how to play basketball. They had him mic'd up. It was kind of embarrassing. Um, but he, he pulled him over like he had never been on an NBA basketball court before, which he hadn't for the most part. But this is a big-time thing. And then he returned with three steals in like 12 minutes, and he sparked the team, and they ended up winning that game. But, yeah. He just, it's just not he's not consistent enough at this point. Russell Westbrook needs to abuse Tony Parker all game until they put somebody else on him, which gives another uh, defensive matchup problem for San Antonio with whoever Tony Parker is guarding. Because who else is he going to guard? 
Reggie Jackson will blow by him. Yeah. Russell Westbrook will run over him. <laughs> that that dunk that Russell Westbrook had oh last night, I, I just can't. He has so many things in his arsenal. He can jump so high. He's so fast. He's so quick. He can shoot. This guy, again, could be the MVP of the league one day. Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk, 888-346-9144, voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Welcome back. Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. Download the Voice America radio app. Stream seamlessly. That's how my mom listens every day. Voice America Radio app, download it, turn it on to sports, 9 o'clock Pacific, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and you will hear our voices. Follow me on Twitter, at Clancy's Corner. Don't follow Kwame, apparently, because he doesn't like to be followed. San Antonio, Thunder, 30-point win, almost 28, whatever it was. Who, who knew? We've talked about this. Tonight, Russell Westbrook, that's my key, and I think you, you said that uh, yeah. yesterday. Is there anything else that Oklahoma City needs to do besides just ride the home court, uh, ride the home court wave? I mean, win? I think that's pretty much what they have going on and what they're leaning onto right now. I mean, they have no choice. They have to win this game at home. They don't necessarily have to win by big. I mean, every game this series has been a blowout. So they just need to get some momentum going again, yeah. save this series, save their their season, come back to San Antonio next week and get a victory to. Take it to the championship because I still believe Oklahoma City is going to the finals. You do. I mean, I, I mean, I think everyone wants that at in the end, the Durant versus LeBron final say so of this whole season. I mean, I'm gonna give a lot of credit to San Antonio's uh, depth because San Antonio they're just so deep. But the way they've been playing on the road games and how many minutes that Pop is like limiting his players. I mean, can they go even if, if it's a close game? Do you trust San Antonio going? 40 minutes or 30-plus minutes uh, with Duncan and Parker and Ginobili. Like, I, I, they haven't been there. They haven't done that thus far this whole series. So, therefore, it's kind of questioning, like, can they do it for two games? What if the last two games are close? You know, I have a feeling that they, that both teams are going to throw 
all they have into these last few games. No matter if the team goes down by 20, team is going to put in the players the right rotation to get them back in two games because mm-hmm. this is all they got. It's the best of two games. Whoever wins these next two games or one game is going to have the chance to move on. You so. think that – I mean, if, when I see San Antonio, I see the biggest matchup nightmare for Miami. I just see it's they're completely different teams on paper. Yeah. You have low post threats. That's how Roy Hibbert made his made his bread last year, and we'll see what he does in Game Six tonight. You have Tim Duncan, Tiago Splitter, everybody we just mentioned, Boris Dio. You have those three guys that can body up any single person on that on that Miami Heat team. Getting rid of Joel Anthony was one of the biggest mistakes Miami ever made, Whoa. and I'll say that. And I think that because he just faded off into the sunset, he fell out of favor with Eric Spolstra. They don't have a center. Chris Anderson is not a center. He plays 14 minutes a game. <laughs> they don't have anybody that can just body up that's worth six fouls. That's a Kendrick Perkins. Joel Anthony was 6'11". He was lefty, blocked shots, and he rebounded. Yeah. Why do you get rid of somebody like that? With to bring in Michael Beasley? Like, I know that they were two-year different, but, I mean, they need somebody. They just want to spread the floor more. I don't even think they're even thinking about a post-presence anymore. Though. And they ho- hope they play, don't play San Antonio because that's all it's going to be. So they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be reaping what they sow if they lose a championship this year to San Antonio. That's all I'm saying. And you might kiss LeBron goodbye at that point. So you need to think about the whole entity as a team and these little pieces that they thought the Greg Oden experiment was gonna work. Like they don't have anybody that can play big. Chris Anderson cannot give you forty minutes a game. No, he can't. Not. He'll fell out in twenty. <laughs> so they have to use him sporadically, and it's worked thus far. But again, if they play San Antonio, there's going to be an issue. If they play Oklahoma City, then it's the same exact thing. I mean, Steven Adams is coming on, as I've talked about ad nauseum for the past week and a half, two weeks. He's coming on. He's going to be their starting center for years to come. But pretty much, you have Serge Ibaka and Chris Bosh is the same matchup as LeBron and, and Kevin Durant. I mean, they're pretty much the same player. Serge plays better defense. Chris Bosh plays better offense. Yeah. And the other two can't really do much of the other. The offense and defense switched. So, I don't know. We'll see. Tonight, Miami and Indiana. I don't see Miami losing this game. Uh, that's the easy thing to say, and I understand that. But I think with LeBron only playing 24 minutes last game, and the referees... I mean, there was... I, I looked at the fouls again. I said two yesterday that, that, that were questionable. One was really questionable, and the rest were... They could go either way. LeBron just didn't, doesn't get those fouls called on him traditionally. Right. You know, when you bang into somebody, either even it's going for a loose ball or, or, or something of the like, they got to call a foul, and it just happened to be him, and that's just how it went. But tonight, just watch out. And I think this is just a LeBron closeout series game. Ray Allen's going to have a game, and Dwayne Wade will have his 18-6 and six, uh, and, and play. Hopefully, if he plays under 30 minutes tonight, that's huge for Miami. And I think if LeBron can carry it, then then he can still do that. I mean, LeBron will. He's not going to get those tic tacky fouls that he did in Indiana. With some, yeah, definitely most of those calls were definitely questionable. But he's going to be at home. They're ten and zero this year in the playoffs. I don't see Indiana. I, I'm picking Indiana. I'm still sticking with my pickers yesterday. I'm still picking Indiana and upset just because all the odds. You know, everything's in Miami's favor. And then it's just that okay, but what if? What if? Paul George comes out and plays like he did in the second half for a whole game. What if Lance Stevenson, the wild card, goes just just be Lance and play his street ball way? Triple doubles this year, exactly. So. And Roy Hibbert might get a get a mindset of okay, I can dominate Miami again 
Um, he's done it before in the past numerous times. This is supposed to be his team that he dominates against. He averaged the most points against the Miami Heat other than any other team in the NBA. So he can get, get it together. So, therefore, all the odds is against him. Why not? Just go out here and see what you can do. Yeah. I think Frank Vogel's job is going to be on the line, though, depend, demanding on this game. Yeah, I mean, that's. I don't know if that's necessarily fair. I, I don't disagree no, with you. No, it's not fair at all. Yeah, but. I don't disagree with you. Uh, it's... Indiana got exactly what they wanted. They got home court advantage. Miami tanked to get the two seed to play Charlotte instead of having to play Atlanta. Yeah. It was strategic. And Indiana got what they wanted. If they win tonight, Frank Vogel keeps his job. It doesn't matter about Game 7. This is the biggest game in the history of Indiana uh, Pacers basketball since they made the finals. Because this one, nobody expects them to win. And nobody thinks that they're a better team than Miami until Miami gets knocked off. Going to South Beach and beating them in an elimination game where Miami's 9-0 with Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, and Chris Bosh together in closeout games. Yeah. This is the biggest game since they made it to the finals. And I don't really think... Last year, they weren't ready. That's a Game 7. I understand that. They weren't ready. They weren't there yet. This year, they were the best team in the NBA for 80% of the season. And there was no question about it. They had some questionable losses, and I witnessed one in Phoenix that they lost by 25 or 20. Um, but top to bottom, they were the best team. And now, this is, this is it. This is A lot of heads are going to roll if they lose the game tonight. Exactly. And I think everybody knows that. So if Paul George wants to step up, if he continues to stay hot, we'll see. This, is, this will demand his superstar status, honestly. Um, if he comes out and plays lights out, I think he will be considered, even how, no matter how he finishes in Game Seven. No, I'm serious. Don't like, say it. I, I'm serious. He could he could demand his he he will have the resume of a superstar if he goes into Miami, plays lights out, and dominates the ball game like he did in Game Five in Indiana. If he comes down there in South Beach and just run run Miami up and down the floor like he did in the second half. I think he will be a legitimate this, – this is a big-time game. This reminds me of Reggie Miller when he used to go into the Garden when he would have to go win in a game six where the, where the Knicks were just like, you know, we're not having it. Reggie, you, go, you can't beat us here. And it reminds me of when Patrick Ewing missed that layup. Oh, God, off the back rim. Off the back rim. Spike Lee almost shot himself in the head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's so funny with the Knicks – and we're going to get off topic because that's what we do on the show. <laughs> with the Knicks, it's so funny how highly touted the Garden is when – they haven't won in 50 years. Right. They haven't, like, they haven't been relevant in 50 years. <laughs> I mean, it's out of control how... I mean, those, those matchups with Indiana were so good. John Starks and, India, and uh, Reggie Miller, Mark Jackson swapping jerseys, Rick Smith, Dale Davis. I used to love that team. Yeah. Antonio Davis was one of my favorite players. Um, uh, what's his name? Derek McKee. God, they were so <laughs> good then. They were so good. And they just ran into a guy named Michael, which was unfortunate. And you can say that about the Knicks also, because their heyday was the 90s. Yeah. You know, Patrick Ewing, Charles Oakley, uh, John Starks, they had so many good players. Um, but yeah, it's huge. Paul George needs to win Game 7, in my opinion, to be considered a superstar in this league. I don't think this game, I don't think... You don't think this game I think it's only, this can only adversely affect Indiana with, with uh, personnel. I don't think that he's a superstar. If, if they win by two... And he has twenty five and ten. That that's not going to do it. He's got to have forty five, and they have to win by you know twelve or something, right. something like that. I, I just don't see that happening. I think the LeBron James will be guarding Paul George every second of this game, and they're going to see what the kid's made of. 
Miami has to win this game. Oh, get at his eyes are so big right now. It's <laughs> like it's like he's watching. It's like he's watching the final scene of Hoosiers <laughs> for the thirtieth time. That, that that's what this is like in studio right now. Just so you can kind of see. Wish we had a video. Okay, we'll see. I hope you know what. I hope Indiana wins tonight, so we can see another game seven on the road for Miami. This is the this would be the culmination of the season for any sports fan that is following Indiana in Miami because Indiana got the seed. They got the number one seed. The last two years they didn't have it. Oh, if we had the number one seed, we would have won. Excuses, excuses. I kind of want to see exactly what Indiana is made of. So if they win tonight, everybody is safe. In my opinion. Everybody in the front office, everybody there, the head coach, who should not be fired, is safe. Yeah. De- depending on how, even in how Game 7 goes, um, this Game 6 is definitely going to save the front office people, the, uh, the coaching staff, maybe even Lance Stevenson. Maybe they might, you know, we went seven games with Miami, we'll bring them back for at least a two-year contract. S- sign him for a year or something. He'll go to Charlotte and get fifty million dollars. We won't I mean, hear yeah, from he him again. He can do that, but <laughs> you know, it's 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 almost it's it's this big rivalry that's been going on in the past two years at the NBA. Um, so Lance, he could s- stick around for one more year just to try it over again. I know they're good, they're great friends. Like at the end of the day, like Paul George and Lance and Roy, like you hear nothing but great stories out there in the Midwest about these three guys, and so. Their brotherhood, they might bring him back for one more year. I mean, even with Chris Bosh stating that he's going to stay in Miami. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could even influence LeBron and D-Wade. So maybe in Indiana, they're talking as well. Like, yo, let's just try one more time. You, I could, I could see that. Um, but do you even see, like, LeBron and D-Wade staying? Yes. Even if, if they win – if they don't win a championship. You know, and that's funny because he, has, he has one more year. I mean, LeBron has one more year uh, to win three out of five and make it to the final. Well, if they don't make it to the finals, I don't know because that's going to be difficult. Yeah. That, it's, it's, that's going to put everything into question. Everything's going to swirl. That's going to be a topic throughout the whole summer. If he's going to opt in, if he's going to opt out. Uh, again, you don't pay state taxes in, in Miami. <laughs> so for 41 of your games, you're not paying state taxes on that, on that paycheck. Right. So, I mean, that's definitely something to think about. I mean, I know that he has more money than, than what he knows what to do with at this point, but still, that's definitely something to think about. Why do you think Dwight Howard took $30 million less million and went to Houston? No state tax. 41 games out of the year, you don't have to pay taxes on it. State <laughs> taxes. So there's definitely things besides basketball that people think about. When I think about Lance Stevenson, I think about Ben Gordon and Charlie Villanueva, and I'm going to tell you why. Those are two of the worst contracts that have ever been signed in the NBA. Both went to Detroit. And they both got so much money, upwards of $100 million each, and nobody heard from them ever since. Yeah. And if you go for money, a lot of players lose interest. And I know that Lance Stevenson isn't a guy like that, but if he's doing these antics and he's, he's up and down while he's still on his rookie contract, what do you think he's going to do when he makes a lot of money? And I'm not, I'm not attacking him. I'm, not, it's, I'm just curious as to his, if his championship hunger... Would what about de- it? Would, oh, it, it would decline. You think so? I, I agree. Like his championship with this team that he's on right now. Yeah, he's playing for all his marbles, playing for a bigger contract, playing with the great group of guys that he's been with since he got drafted. And so, like you were saying, like Charlie Villanueva, Ben Gordon. As soon as they get paid, I mean, you could tell like they're sort of relevant nowadays. It's just you. You didn't even like what? What are you playing for now? Basically, well, yeah, Charlie. They were both hurt for quote unquote hurt for a long time. 
just just getting paychecks and not doing anything. And that's a whole other topic that Kwame and I talk about a lot is guaranteed contracts are ridiculous. I think baseball is a sham. I think if you if you do steroids, you should be kicked out of the league yeah. for cheating, not getting uh not not being one of the leading vote getters in the National League two years later, Ryan Braun. You know, you have all these things. I know it's a little off topic, but still, Lance Stevenson needs to figure out exactly what he wants to do. And the first thing is to win game six. That's that's what this all comes down to because they will blow that team up if they lose to Miami three years in a row. They'll blow it up. Definitely. I don't think they should. Frank Vogel's gone. Larry Bird might come down and coach again. They have Nate McMillan on the bench that could be the heir apparent because he's a defensive-minded coach. He runs that defense to begin with. He had success in Portland and Seattle. They need to win tonight. <laughs> Call me last of Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. On the other side, we'll talk Donald Sterling. We'll talk Daryl Washington. We'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Welcome back. Carmen Lester Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. Alex Clancy, Demery Lachey in studio. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. You got to get a Twitter. Yeah, I need to get it back on. Um, I'm, I, was, I was just waiting to get out here, man. Were you so, not able to do it when you were playing ball? I was. Like, I had the Twitter. Uh, of course, you know they followed up our accounts like crazy. So it got to the point. You know what? If I can't even put, why well, even want to put it on my own Twitter? So therefore, I don't. I wouldn't even need it. Yeah, so, that's fair. My Twitter is on suspend, suspension right now. You can get all the information, <laughs> sports information, on Twitter before anything else yeah, nowadays. Definitely. So I, I love it. Steve Ballmer, former Microsoft chief executive, buys the L.A. Clippers from 
quote unquote Shelly Sterling for two billion dollars with a B. That's one point nine eight two billion dollars nine eight eight I should say billion dollars in profit for the Sterling family. Bought that for twelve million dollars in nineteen eighty one. Is this fair? <laughs> I feel like they should sell the team for exactly what he bought it for. This is not a punishment. He has so much more money now than he did before he was a racist overtly, before he was caught being a racist on tape. Now, he's $2 billion richer. How is this something that is a punishment? And obviously, that's kind of an, that's kind of an abstract way to look at it, because now, in the grand scheme of things, Adam Silver, again, did what he was supposed to do. He said he was banned for life. He fined him $2.5 million dollars which was 16% of what he bought the team for in 1981, mind you. And he executed. And that was it. Shelly Sterling took over. He said, I'm not going to sell the team. I'm not going to sell the team. And he's like, all right, I'll sell the team. So then he sells the team to Steve Ballmer, $2 billion, to keep the team in Los Angeles. There was a group of guys that were trying to buy it from Seattle to potentially move it to Seattle to be the Seattle Supersonics part de, but it didn't work out. This is huge. For the NBA, this is huger, for lack of a better phrase, for Adam Silver. And it's hugest for all the players in the NBA that were affected by this. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's great for the NBA. It's about time this Donald Sterling Storm, I guess you could say, can move on. Uh, be happy, be rich, uh, Donald Sterling. Get your money. Get the hell out of our face. Yeah, just, it's, time, it's time for you to go regardless. Uh, proud of the NBA, proud of uh, Adam Silverman for... Standing up to what he said, backing up what he said, um, you know, it's more than just money, I guess you could say, uh, in Silverman's eyes and most NBA players' eyes. It's, it's more than money. It's, you know, it's, it's affect their lives. It's affect their uh, ways, how they trust uh, the jobs that they have. At the end of the day, it's still a job. Um, they don't want to play for no person, no city, no owner that done the things that he stands up for. And therefore... You know, it's a good thing for the NBA. They're finally moving on with Sterling and his wife, Shelly, who God knows what their relationship is. And, I mean, like, come on. Like, does she own the team? Does she partially own it? Does she not? Does she not stand up for herself? Well, you better believe she's getting she, one billion of the two. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So she she hit the she she hit the uh, the lottery as well. Uh, <laughs> but two billion, though? Like, that's, that, a, that's a lot of. It's a lot of cheese. That's, that's, I mean, that's a big a difference from what he buy for fourteen million. Twelve. Twelve million. Yeah, I gave an extra two. Yeah, but it, I mean the worth of it on uh, I can't remember. I think it was Forbes that I looked at was five hundred sixty-five million. So obviously there was going to be a bidding war. Obviously there was going to be more money involved than just the five sixty-five. Yeah. This is so large for the Clippers that now the Lakers, the Lakers need to do something. And this is I'm I'm moving right from a serious topic to a not so serious topic. The Lakers need. To do something. Because now, the Lakers have always had Donald Sterling in their back pocket. Well, at least Donald Sterling's going to mess it up. He's not going to pay players. He's a racist. Nobody's going to want to play for him. Right. And now, uh-oh. Like, now, you look at that team again, and the look at the Lakers team and the Clippers team without Donald Sterling now, forever, yeah. which is so great for everybody. The Lakers might not be the best team in L.A. anymore for a long time to come. I wouldn't go that far just yet. Well, we'll see what happens in the summer. Uh, it's LeBron's not coming to L.A. Carmelo comes to L.A. I'm cutting my left arm off. 
If <laughs> Kevin Love, you know, fine. But again, there's not enough pieces that you can pick from NBA teams that can match up with the Clippers right away. There just isn't. No. And now they're going to play free. They're going to play. They're going to keep everybody now because Donald Sterling's gone. Doc Rivers, that core is so good. Top to bottom, the best team in the NBA, in my opinion. Not tested in the playoffs. Not proven in the playoffs. Chris Paul, primarily. Yeah, they still have to win in the playoffs. Yeah, and they don't. And Chris Paul has made it out of the made it out of the first round. This is the second time ever. It's their first year with Doc. I understand that. So yeah, they're going to get better. They do have a good core nucleus together uh, with the Clipper system, new owners. So all the distractions are gone now. So therefore, there's no more excuses. Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, uh, Jamal Crawford. I mean, calling those guys that like it's it's time like to perform. As of next year, next year I'll see them as the finals NBA team. Like you have to. Yeah, but everybody says that every year. The last three years, they said, "Oh, they, this is the year." They said it this year. This is the year. Yeah. When you play a team that's established, they need to wait until San Antonio retires some guys before they can win. Seemingly, because Oklahoma City, Golden State took them to seven games, and they were a Chris Paul push on a Steph Curry shot away from losing the series because the ref swallowed their whistle. And that's why they got the whistle on Russell Westbrook shooting the three in that crazy game uh, in the series before. So everything kind of comes full circle. But for the NBA, again, this is gigantic. You know, this is something that we've never seen before. There's no rule book on this. Adam Silver just made the rule. And he stood by it and executed. So now everybody can, again, breathe a collective sigh of relief and move forward. Hopefully, I know that it's going to take some time. Like, I know that... The aftermath is still lingering, yeah. obviously, because it didn't happen that long ago. It was in the playoffs, so, I mean, it happened, what, a month and a half ago? Yeah. So, I mean, that. that is that turnaround is unbelievable. For me, the owner of a team saying awful things on camera, selling the team in under two months, that's unheard of. He sold a business in two months. <laughs> you know, and that's and it was it, his hand was forced, and this is what happens when you're a bigot and you're a racist and... It's put in the face of everybody. The NBA is 85% African-American. So what do you think was going to happen? What did you think? You think you were going to get away with it? And he, and he said that all of the tapes were so he could write his memoirs. I mean, he's going to have to write. I mean, he's 82 years old. Is he going to have somebody write it for him? I mean, it's, it's it, it, a lot of odd ends in this story, but it doesn't matter because it's sealed. That's it. Don't talk to us anymore. He's going to be in the news probably for another two or three, four months, and then hopefully we'll never hear from him again. And he, you're right. He can go sit on his rich ass and yeah. not be heard from again. So, I mean, I, I, do the real question is, is this closure for the whole situation? Well, I, do they still have to get the yeah, owner's vote? Yeah, and they, I mean, that's, that's all pending. I mean, that's, they need three, four, three quarters of the vote. And if, They're going to get that. Yeah, if this doesn't pass, <laughs> the NBA's done. There's going to be no NBA, and the owners know that. Right. Do you think Donald Sterling's going to try to take this to court over the – not th- really like – is he going to like take the NBA, per se, into court, to court? In like, a, in like a different – so he sold the team, but then right. he's going to sue them for wrongful termination exactly. more or less. You know, I think that, I think that he would have – he would have put his foot down already and said no. Because wh- wh- what does he have to lose? Nothing you know, at he's all. Not, yeah. I mean, so it's like he could have taken this to court, and he's a lawyer by trade. He loves the courtroom. He loves to litigate. He loves all these things. 
it, I remember an entourage quote. Uh, I'd I'd much rather pay ten million dollars now to to to, uh, to make sure you never see your million dollars later or something like that. That's what he lives. That that that's how he does it in court. So he could have done that. And I'm kind of I'm kind of at a loss for words as to why he didn't. He's a, he's a he's a proud guy. He's a confident guy. He doesn't think he did anything wrong. Still, yeah. So why wouldn't he? But you know what? It doesn't matter because that's something that'll just make your hair fall out. He did it. <laughs> you know, Shelly Sterling might have gotten to his head and said, listen, I'll kill you if you don't sell the team. And he'd be like, okay, I'll make $2 billion on a, on a $12 million investment. Absolutely. So good for that. Now, moving forward, is there anything, like say another racial comment comes out by a player. Say, and this is across all sports. Say the Riley Cooper thing happened now. Do you think there would be more ramifications than there were with him? Definitely. So you think this is setting a precedent for all of professional sports? Yeah, this is definitely stating stating a big standard, a big, uh, you could say, like putting their foot down in all sports. Uh, with Donald Sterling's situation, this the way Silverman put his foot down is going to set set the tone for any other sports of any racial uh, comments, concerns through ownership and uh, through you know through so even players. Owners. Yeah, even stating with players as well. That's what was going on. Uh, even with players, players have to watch about what they do, their actions, and how they are because now you can they can get suspensions for a year, maybe a year off, no pay, two years, or half a season, and therefore that will hurt them, of course. Um, but what, what this kind of brings up to mind with me is the whole racial concept of the Washington Redskins as well. Mm-hmm. Like, where are they going from this? Now they have, from what I recently heard, like, legisl- legislators in uh, the city of Washington um, making statements as, you know, they should change the name as well. So, therefore, now um, the Washington Redskins owner, he has to deal with that situation in his own city when he used when he just he just used you know, walking around seeing Everyone Redskins gear on. He does the Redskins chants and all that. So therefore, now it's, it makes this issue even bigger than what it is because their racial concepts of the Native Americans and how bigger this is going to be. So that's the part I'm like, okay, like you said, like it's going to determine other sports. So therefore, the NFL now has to deal with the Redskins di- the situation. They like you know this racial concept in the NBA has went down. Now, okay. Now it's time to think about the Native Americans, not just the African Americans, the blacks. We know they dominate the NBA racially. Now we're going to go into the NFL, even though Native Americans, you know, are not dominant in the NFL, of course. Mm-hmm. But they still have a presence in the United States. Totally. So that's my next question is where do they where are you going for this? And also from an owners to commissioner standpoint, the Jim Irsay concept as well. Like the players feel like you know, it, it just opens a lot for uh, other sports, and it's starting to show now. Well, now players are starting to complain more towards the Jim Irsay deal, towards the Washington Redskins in the NFL, and they have to make a statement because this is American sport, because it's the NFL, it's football. Um, I think they they have to come up with some type of situation soon. We'll talk about it on the, the other side situation. of the break. Demery Lachey, Alex Clancy in studio. Carmen Lesser, Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Yeah. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. This is the Sexy Voice segment. I don't really feel like doing it today. Uh, Call me last for Sports Talk. Demery Lachey, Alex Clancy in studio. Final segment, 888-346-9144. Download the Voice America radio app on your smartphone. It's really easy to use. You should do it. Uh, download our podcast on iTunes. Search Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Like our Facebook page. Washington Redskins, we're going to finish this up in two minutes, and then we're going to talk Daryl Washington because I think him being suspended for a year is kind of ridiculous. Washington Redskins, what do them, what do they and Donald Sterling have in common? That's what we were talking about before. Yeah. Donald Sterling being forced to sell the team by Adam Silver has opened up Pandora's box with regards to race and bigotry in all professional sports. Is it racist that the Redskins are still the Redskins? Probably. Um, it's overlooked more than most storylines in a sports season especially in the NFL. I'm sure that anybody that has watched this Donald Sterling thing unfold has realized, hey, we can do that too. Hey, we can make changes as well. Let's get some people together and we'll make a change. And I think that with the Washington Redskins, Daniel Snyder is such an egomaniac and he's so separated from reality at times. He's a great businessman, and nobody really questions that. He's great with his players, sometimes too great because you don't befriend your players, um, in my opinion. Uh, that's a detriment. You, over, you overpay players that are past their prime. I mean, there are things that he does that are questionable, the most being refusing to sell, or refusing to change the Washington Redskins team name 
in in DC. Yeah. Uh, and and listen, at some point, he's going to have to change it. I mean, it's it's going to come down to a point where he's going to lose fan base if he does if he doesn't. And that's making money is the most important thing to him. So with regards to that, he's going to have to give give the people what they want at a certain time. This could be twenty years from now. This is not going to be tomorrow. But at some point, there's going to be there's going to be an uproar. Even more so than now, it's going to go onto a national stage. I mean, you can go back door, you can go outside your back door, and you'll be at the Capitol. So, I mean, you you being so close to the nation's capital is not working in his favor right now. You think it's going to start like kind of a, like a boycott towards their games? No, because it's football. True. I really don't. I really don't think that. And this is this is the problem that they have. The Native American community is not eighty five percent of the NFL. So it's. It's difficult to for a lot of people that don't relate to be able to get behind this idea of changing the name. And that's, that's the snag that they have right now and the snag that they're going to continue to have until something happens from higher up, until Roger Goodell says something, or until they do a vote, which, again, won't pass. So, I mean, <laughs> there are a lot of things that they need. There are a lot of hurdles that need to be jumped over at this point to change the name. And I think at some point they will. And I think this Donald Sterling thing is helping that cause for people yeah. that, that want it to be helped. So, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we have about five minutes left. Daryl Washington, Arizona Cardinals linebacker, suspended for one season full for aggravated assault on a woman. Aggravated assault is never okay, especially on a female. Never okay. Okay, number one. Number two, he was suspended for four games last year for substance abuse. For violating the substance abuse policy. They never tell us what the hell it is in the NFL. They just says substance abuse. Okay, so second time offender, aggravated assault on a woman, one year suspension. Jim Ursay has 10,000 pills and $30,000 in cash in his car. Nothing. Not even required rehab for a year, anything like that. Ray Rice... Beat the hell out of his fiance, who he got married to the next day. He's joining some sort of rehab community, not missing any time. Alden Smith said, bomb in an airport, didn't get charged. He's been suspended, or should have been, he got suspended for six games last year because of a DUI, he went to alcohol rehab. Rehab is the magic word to not get suspended. And Daryl Washington isn't even given that chance. He's probably going to appeal. This just came down. He's probably going to appeal. But still, isn't that kind of harsh? Or is this karma for the Cardinals getting rid of Carlos Dansby and getting rid of their... their I mean, Carlos Dansby was one of their best linebackers last year. Two pick sixes. Had, I think he had multiple interceptions. A lot of tackles for losses. Everything like that. And now you're screwed. Because now Daryl Washington, that just leaves Calais Campbell. On the defense, so I'm not really sure as to what they're going to do. Uh, this is very, very fresh. They'll probably bring—I mean—they'll bring a lot of guys in. Luckily, it's the off season. Uh, but the question will arise: Is this too harsh? Well, I don't—I don't necessarily believe it's. I mean, they—they they had to come down hard on uh, Daryl Washington. Um, for for instance, like you just don't put your hands on a female. I know to many professional players. Uh, the baby mama's ex-girlfriends is like the Achilles heel to a man's money and what that man had to do, go through to get to where he's at. So that's some person that they just, you know, they just aggravates them that they just don't want to 
in their lives, but unfortunately they are. And so they're going to make noise. But that's still towards their watching. You, you don't put your hands. You don't do any type of assaulting towards a woman regardless. Now, is this harsh? I would I would have to say, I mean, from what they how they handle Ray Rice's situation and how they're doing Jim Ursay, yeah, it's yeah. harsh on that Polar type. Polar opposite. Yeah. It's totally different. It's like even um, uh, Ursay, he's going to get charged. Even has the have it um, have his court have, have they gone through yet? Or? I don't think so. Yeah, well, he obviously they got him on tape. They had him. Um, he's had previous charges before, um, so therefore he he will get charged. He will. No, get, well, they char- I think it was two misdemeanors. Is what it was. Yeah, he got dropped to misdemeanors. So therefore, he's going to get his punishment. Hopefully, and with Ray Rice, you know, just stabbing it at rehab. They're watching. Yeah, he should get a chance, but at the same time, for what you did, man, like. That's on you, bro. Like you gotta, you can't allow that. You you can't put that upon yourself. So the punishment that you get is what you're going to receive. From my standpoint, yeah. So the you other side. So the other side is Ray Rice's. It's not that this one was too harsh. This one is what it should be, and everybody else is yeah, getting off easy. Definitely. Instead of the other way around. Definitely. So that's okay. That's a good point. I mean, I, and I and I would agree with that. Because the NFL players get off with more things and get again performance enhancing drugs. Four games. Second second thing. Eight games. Like, it's like Sean Merriman used steroid, used performance enhancing drugs like four years in a row. He was lights out. He was the, he was the new hot thing on the circuit coming from Maryland. He right. was hot, 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 and then gets popped once, goes to Buffalo. You never hear from him again. So it's like they still get to play. They still get to earn a paycheck. If you cheat, you get cut. Like, <laughs> it's like I don't understand why... We allow cheating so much in this country. And I know that's far off the topic. Daryl Washington should be suspended. I don't think a year is fair. I think eight games, half a year, that's a lot. Without pay, that's a lot of money. That's going to hurt. I don't think that you need to throw the book at everybody. I think you need to have a set rule. If you make, If you have this infraction, this is the penalty. There's no appeal. There's no anything. This is what it is. And it should be fair for everybody. And I just don't think this is fair within the confines of what everybody else gets. Jim Mercer will get his. Ray Rice may or may not. I mean, the, the Baltimore Ravens are full of questionable guys. <laughs> I mean, who, who allegedly did things or allegedly did not do things. we got to get out of here. Uh, at Clancy's Corner on Twitter for me, stay tuned for Mr. Lachey's uh, Twitter handle because <laughs> it'll, it'll be up and running soon. At Kwame Lasseter for Kwame. We will see you guys Monday, 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. <laughs>for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.